0: Welcome to a new episode of the Roald Dahl Retrospective, where we take a look at all the adaptations based off of Roald Dahl's shorts and books. I am Patricia.
1: Hi, my name is Aaron.
0: So last time we finished the 80s with discussing about the TNT TV movie, Breaking Point, which was based off of 36 Hours, which was based off of Beware of the Dog. We're finally in the 90s, and we're going to be talking about the very first worldwide theatrically released movie in 19 years, based off of a Roald Dahl book. We're going to be talking about the 1990 film, The Witches, which is based off of the 1983 book of the same name.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so um, basically, the uh, Jim Henson was uh, was also brought into this project, and uh, to uh, obviously do uh, so, this was a Jim Henson Productions uh, also also done by uh, Lorimar Film Entertainment, and uh, so uh, Warner Brothers uh, also had the distribution rights to it. So, were uh, released in the United States on May 25th of 1990, and released uh, a couple of months later in the United Kingdom on in August 24th of 1990. So. Um, so you know, going into this movie, like uh, I watched this probably a long time ago, and it's to the point where I can't remember it all that well. Like, uh, the only thing I can really remember was just just how freaky this movie is, and it, and there's the thing about this, like, uh, you know, so one of the freakiest movies, I think I one of most disgusting movies I probably ever will probably watched was probably The Toxic Avenger. With uh, you know uh, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, you know doing, with the Troma Entertainment, and so I mean like I would you know when you look at some of the stuff that goes on in this movie, you would not think that Jim Henson you know had a hand, had a hand in you know some of the freaky sh- stuff that goes on in this movie. Like you know you would think this was something that's you know uh, Lloyd Kaufman would probably have uh, got in, got involved in. Like just how <laughs> how crazy it all is, and so and you know you wouldn't expect it from the beginning because you know you look at the uh, the one thing I'll say is that and I don't know if if uh, people want to have a dispute with me about this or not. Uh, I mean, I don't know if, Patricia, you want to put up a picture of the poster of the witches, but, uh, I mean, to me, I mean, um, you know there was a debate uh, a few years ago about the effectiveness of movie posters? uh, Yes, I remember. Yeah, like, so, you know, when you have, like, the characters who kind of, like, look um, You know, at the at the poster and like you know, they they kind of look you know with the you know the 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 dropped eyebrow and things like that and like you know they kind of look like you know Dwayne Johnson in a way like how they you know look at how they kind of look cool and like you know hey 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 you know we mean business you know that that kind of look you know that that you get and you know again like you look at the you look at the the witches poster and you just look at that and you just think there's you know it looks kind of bland to me in a way. It looks more like a a 1980s uh, video game box cover than it does like a movie poster in a way. Like, you know, it's like, hey, there's the witch that you're going to have to, you know, go up against a bunch of monsters and then eventually you'll face her and then kill her. You know, like, it's just, it's. it looks more like a video game than it does look like a a movie poster to be honest with you.
0: But that's just me. Yeah, I, I, The reason why is because, uh, you know, the guy who did the Star Wars posters about like, he would put everything in the covers, like, you know, all the characters and all the crucial scenes in the movie, you know, Drew Struzan. I think that, they, you know, a lot of people were trying to copy off of Drew Struzan's style of drawing. You know, how he would draw all these, like, detailed characters and the, the scenes that would be going on in the background. Like, you know, we don't get that anymore. We just have, like, maybe a few characters, like, staring at something. But back then, the, you, you know, uh, movie covers used to be so intricate because, you know, it used to be a time in which we didn't have the internet that we would, like, look up. a a trailer online or you know get like um a detailed video on the internet discussing about like, you know, the movie is going to be about this. You would rarely get interviews from, uh, you know, maybe the director or some of the actors on entertainment tonight, or maybe there would be like a TV show dedicated to like a movie, kind of like Nickelodeon standby lights, camera action, in which you would learn behind the scenes stuff about movies or even magazines about movies. So for a lot of people who didn't have access to that, the cover very similar to a video game in the eighties, the cover was the only thing that can draw you in to say, Hey, Hey, watch this it looks really cool so yeah we've come also on
1: top of that as well the, uh, the the movie poster is kind of wrong because if you noticed on the uh, on the left on the right hand side where the uh, the witch is pointing at the mouse so the mouse still has it has the glasses on and in the, in the final movie, that doesn't happen. So, like, uh, you know. Yeah,
0: just, it, it is a it is a lie. You're right. Yeah.
1: May, may, maybe that was something they had, maybe, like, in the, maybe, like, one of the original scenes, maybe. Maybe they just took that out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just didn't really <laughs> say, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, it's just, it's, someone's going to have to tell me, because, well, I'm I've not, I've like, watched any, like, you know, the background information of this movie. The only thing I know is actually the movie itself.
0: I'll be giving you the background information about this, because it's actually pretty interesting. So, yeah, with that out of the way, uh, let's get started. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you. yes as mentioned before that this movie was distributed by warner brothers and uh jim henson productions worked on the puppetry for the mice and Rural Doll was involved in the movie because i guess after the the success of the bfg and danny the champion of the world which were two adaptations from britain that he really liked he decided to give it another chance he decided that you know um you know, I want to see if maybe there could be a, a movie that would come out based off of my book that would be done service. And it did look very promising at first. You know, we have Jim Henson doing the puppetry, Lorimar Productions doing the production. And uh, basically, for the most part, everything was being done correctly. Like the, it was mostly sticking close to the book and World Doll was happy about it unfortunately the ending was the issue for world doll because they completely changed it so they produced two different endings one that focused specifically on what happened in the book and one that happened in the movie when you saw the um, the final product of the movie where it would lead up to the original ending where you know um, Luke is staying as a mouse and then the grandmother saying like I'm getting old um, let's just go around the world and kill off the last of the witches and let's just spend their last years together, it was said that he loved that scene so much that it made him cry. But when they were showing test screens of it to kids, especially towards Nicholas Rogue's son, who was the director, they were frightened of it. So they decided to remove some of the scenes that were too frightening and they decided to add some more comedic value to it so that they could be able to have it much more easier for children to watch. Roald Dahl was so pissed off at it, he decided to remove his name from the production of the movie and he had wanted nothing to do with it. And then he died about six months later.
1: This is a common theme for Roald Dahl. Okay, so like uh, as we discussed before in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he did not like that movie either. And this was at a time when, you know, this goes back to Cosgrove Hall. Like, and I think this is why the the BFG is such an underrated film, because this is the movie project that kind of brought Roald Dahl back to the uh, to the idea that, you know, his theatric, his 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 stories could still uh, be up on the on a theatrical screen. And still he could still put some faith in the format. You know, so like, you know, he gave us he gave a standing ovation for the BFG. But you know, now that we come to the witches and basically they, you know, they sadly betrayed his trust again. You know, six months before the before guy died. You know, like, you know, it just it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's like, you know, Hollywood. Like, you know, that they're, they're so out of touch with people. You know, it's just it's uh, it's sad, really, when you really think about it.
0: Yeah, it is really sad. And this kind of reminds me of, you know, the the, when uh, in the Fox and the Hound in which when in the original book that the older dog chief, when he was chasing Todd over toward the train tracks and he was run over and then he fell unconscious In the original book, he was supposed to be dead and copper got revenge on Todd for essentially killing his older brother. And so in the movie, um, the director, Wolfgang Retherman, who was one of the nine old men, uh, did not want to include that scene. He's like, we never killed a main Disney character, and why should we start now? And he was telling that to the younger people who were, um, you know, who were not the nine old men because- because most of them retired and these were the younger people who were like would later work on the black cauldron pretty much all the disney renaissance films they wanted to add the scene in there and you know wolfgang was like no they basically pulled it off and then just left a softer tone where chief was alive but he had a broken leg this is the same concept in which the original ending of the book as well as the original ending of the movie when they showed it to roald doll was that luke would stay as a mouse he would never change back mice are supposed to live up to six years and that was as long as the grandmother was going to live and so they decided to spend the last years of their life going around and killing all the witches across the world and then they were just going to leave it as that and that was pretty much it but i wonder
1: wonder if there was something else to it as well because uh, you know keep this in mind i mean like uh, i don't have a budget for the movie but i do have a box office and believe me it is pretty pitiful to be quite honest with you it only brought in like 15.3 million dollars
0: yeah, well, this movie, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be another thing you're gonna be listening in this uh, royal doll retrospective. It was critically acclaimed, but it was a financial failure.
1: Yeah, and you know the the actress actually, uh, you know the main actress in this, and uh, sorry, her name just goes flying out of my a- head. Ange- but, Angelica
0: Angelica Houston.
1: Yeah, she won she won an award for uh, for that movie as well. Yeah. like you know she was which uh, is well was,
0: des- which is well deserved because she was amazing in that movie.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know I'll probably imagine like uh, the amount of. Uh, you know, acting she probably had to do in all of that, and uh, I don't know when when, they, when she went through the transformation, like you know, in the uh, in the hall scene. I think you know maybe she probably overacted maybe a little bit maybe. Like uh, and uh, I guess she's supposed to be like you know a Jim Henson character in this, like you know uh, you can you can tell that the Jim Henson uh, you know uh, um, feel. Is in this movie, and uh, maybe uh, a lot serve obviously for the comedic value, but maybe a little bit too much because there were times when they were playing it up so much. I was just winking you know, is is are they going to make a Muppets reference here? Like, you know, is Fozzie Bear going to like kind of jump up and you know see what's going on, and <laughs> make a joke about? Yeah, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> Hey, she's a bitch, not a witch. Waka, waka, waka. You know, like, uh, it's it's just, uh, there were times when it kind of felt like it was, it kind of took you a little bit out of the element. But uh, then when when things got real, you know, like, uh, you know, when she's going, you know, turning witches into ash and, you know, like, scalding all, like, uh, her horde, for basically failing into like, you know, killing loads of children because, you know, like, you know, uh, I guess procreation, I guess, uh, is not a thing in this universe, I guess. But, uh, um, but uh, you know, in regards to the way that you can see how intimidating she can be on the screen, like, uh, you know, she's, she's up there with uh, some of the, uh, the the big villains, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Like she is one of the, like the de facto childhood villains that freaks you out, but it's, she is so funny and over the top. I mean, this is a major problem for me in this film. The total whiplash, like this movie can be really silly, but it can get really dark at times. There is no in between. This movie should have felt more dark crystal and less labyrinth. In which, you know, Dark Crystal was taken very seriously, like the lore and the characters and the, the the segregations between the two creatures, like that was taken like legitimately seriously, almost like a Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy. While in Labyrinth, it's a lot more sillier with David Bowie, this huge labyrinth meeting up with all these colorful characters. And there's just like this huge silliness, which... Yeah, I mean, that is to be expected that Jim Henson would, you know, craft his silliness and comedy while also having some really emotional scenes. And we do get that in The Witches. I mean, this is definitely akin to what Jim Henson would be doing. And it's a shame that this is the last movie that Jim Henson was working on while he was alive because he would die in 1990, same year as Roald Dahl.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's like, uh, I mean, a couple of years before, like, it, it's kind of sad, really, because, you know, I mean, uh, about something else I'm about to bring up, really, but, uh, I mean, you look at the witch, and you look at the way that uh, she 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 looks pure evil in this, and uh, it's just kind of interesting, because around about the same time, I mean, probably, like, maybe, like, three years ago, like, Masters of the Universe kind of came out, you know, the one starring the guy who played Ivan Drago. Oh know, yeah, the, you know, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah,
1: that. And you know, a couple of years, you know, like I was expecting Skeletor to be like, you know, the kind of this infamous, you know, scary-looking dude, and instead he was just basically look like John McCain, you know, if, you know, pretty much. But uh, I mean, like, uh, in in a way, uh, imagine if Jim Henson had got his hands on Skeletor. Imagine how freakish and how you know, how evil he could have made him look. You know, oh, he probably made a role- yeah. And you just look at that and then you look at the what he did with uh, the Grand High Witch and you, you look at her and you think, wow, imagine if imagine if they just put a bit more of that into Skeletor. Like, you know, he he would have been one of the uh, the bad guys we've been talking about for ages rather than kind of like, you know, making fun of, uh, you know, of He-Man walking, you know, running around in a pink Cadillac you know, like it's like, I mean, yeah, nothing probably we would have taken away that scene, but, you know, it just kind of makes me feel within that era of like watching movies, like, you know, that was kind of like the uh, the era that, you know, me and Patricia were kind of growing up in at that time, you know, we were, we were in that age and uh, it just kind of makes me feel like, oh, hey, you know, this, the, the, you look at this and you think, oh, wow, you know, that with that and you compare it to that, that's so much better, you know, and it could have been more better if they brought in that person to kind of like make it better, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I wish that they would have kept the dark elements. Like, I understand that they're, you know, more of it. I mean, they should go all out. I mean, you're talking about a royal doll book about witches and about magic spells and, you know, churning, turning children into mice or trapping them into paintings. That is some scary stuff. Like, you know, you have the beginning of the movie, which plays off like your typical royal doll story about a little boy named Luke, who you told me when we were watching this, he looks like a male version of Sophie from the BFG. He yeah. does, actually!
1: He does, yeah, and so I mean, if you, yeah, just put in, put in a, a comparison screen on, on the video if you can, just to show, like, uh, what both characters actually look like, from the the 1989 BFG and, you know, the, this character. But uh, I mean, on top of that as well, like, uh, wasn't this, like, a couple of months before Home Alone came out? And so, you can yes, tell, like, you know, actually, something else actually that kind of strikes me as well, what was the name of the character in the Pagemaster? He um, um, kind of looks r- like r- him, r- too.
0: Richard Tyler.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you kind of reminds me, mean, what, what, what did the Page Master come out as well? Like, that's not. Uh, no, no the, the
0: Page Master came out like around '93 or '94. So that was years later. This was when Collie Culkin was at his hype. We were mentioning this before in Danny the Champion of the World, in which like you have the timid kid who yeah. is like, optimistic and all that stuff. Basically, take Charlie and Danny and put all that personality into Luke. It's the same character.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Macaulay Culkin would basically revolutionize all that. But, so. Yes,
0: exactly. You know, we, Macaulay Culkin would re- revolutionize, you know, the child actor being incredibly optimistic, yet at the same time kind of skeevious and charming. And, you know, he's just acting like a real kid, like he should. And everybody yeah. else would try to copy him afterwards and goes through a tragic backstory, which of course he does. It's, I mean, it's a rural doll book, so you know that one of the parents is going to be dead
1: hmm so um i mean for me um the I mean, we have got to talk about all the characters in this like it's just it's i mean there's a uh, uh, the the great thing about the witches which i think plays definitely to its strength is that okay the leading kid is not that great to be honest with no, you right? he's, he's, not. he's he's pretty but mind you look at who he's surrounded with like you know these characters that you can get around, oh, rowan Atkinson steals the show in my opinion like you know when he's uh when he's there just uh, kind of like being, you know, the, uh, the hotel manager and, uh, you can tell he's messing around with the, uh, with, with the, um, the, the, cleaners there. And, uh, you can tell that, uh, you know, he, he's kind of like, uh, in a way driving like the whole comedic value of this and keep in mind, you know, this guy was Mr. Bean, you know, during, during this time as well. So for him, like, uh, this was a very somewhat different, I mean, like he had to be John Cleese in this, you know, from faulty towers in a way, like he had to be this kind of like, uh, um, this uh, you know disgruntled owner and uh, you know not necessarily like uh, happy to be there but he basically just kind of like has to be there just to keep things running and obviously because you know he makes a lot of success out of it I probably imagine and yeah, probably takes exactly. a lot of pride. In, but, you know, it's the only thing he kind of like has a chance to kind of take pride in and like I think his a uh, depressiveness I think kind of like uh, sinks into uh, the, you know his surrounding characters around him and uh, also the fact that you know he's messing around with his uh, you know with his uh, with his members of staff. But uh, um so I mean Rowan Atkinson in this day obviously is, is a in this, and obviously he would obviously go on to. I think mean, I'm trying to think now with Rowan Atkinson. I think is this is uh, was this his kind of start in in, whole, in in movies? I'm not entirely sure if it is. Uh, I, I could in probably movies, be totally wrong. Uh, I think I could be totally wrong in that. I i, I I'm open no, no, to no, no, no. He, he's been in that, he's but. been
0: in, no. He's been in a few movies. Uh, you know, he was in uh, Never Say Never Again and The Tall Guy. But mm-hmm. The Witches I think was the movie that really like struck him into the mainstream because we didn't get Mr Bean a lot in America and we didn't get Blackadder a lot in America either.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I was looking at this now, so he was in, uh, before he did The Witches, he did The Tall Guy, he did uh, The Appointments of Dennis Jenkins, he did Never Say Never, Never Say Never Again, uh, Dead on Time and uh, Fundamental Flaw. So yeah, so in the 80s, he'd actually made a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of other movies, but uh, I think when he got to The Witches, obviously that moved on to, uh, Hot Shots, Pachter, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then he did The Lion King, which obviously was probably his, his biggest uh, money spinner, probably yeah, Absolutely,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, can you believe uh, that? Um, can you believe that John Cleese was really close of getting Zazu in The Lion King, but Rowan Atkinson got the role instead?
1: Yeah, and John Cleese went on to do what did he do instead of doing he did, Zazu? He did
0: John John Bob The Swan Princess.
1: Oh dearie me! And you know he would, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, where uh, Rowan Atkinson was right foot, John Cleese was just wrong foot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just so...
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh my goodness! He he will he, for me. John Cleese will always be he will always be the guy in in modern Monty Python. I mean, he's, he, everyone knows him for Monty Python's Flying Circus and Faulty Towers and like just 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 comedy in a way. And you know, like uh, I still remember him from his appearance in The Muppets. You know, like uh, when he did yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah the the Muppets show. So I mean, like uh, he's he's made for TV. You know, John Cleese. And uh, so I mean, obviously he's done this. You know, he's he's done Rat Race. He's done a few like other movies, but obviously they're not you know massive massive hits. But uh, I mean, so I mean, Rowan Atkinson. If we if we had to put Rowan Atkinson against John Cleese, I think in the uh, in, in in the in the movie in, in like you know putting movies against each other, I think obviously you know I think Rowan Atkinson would probably win out. I we imagine, and uh, so. Sure,
0: I mean, as for television, that's a bit of a debate.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a massive debate in itself. Like, you know, like remind uh, you, like uh, if we had to argue, like who's the bigger who who's the bigger iconic television character, you know, Basil Fawlty or uh, Mr. Bean? You know, at least internationally, Mr. Bean is known. Basil Fawlty, mm, you know, like fault. I mean, obviously, Patricia, that was you, you and I watched Fawlty Towers uh, a few months ago. That was your first time seeing that. So like uh, you never, you know, no, no, I think many people in America haven't really seen Faulty Hours. I could be wrong. Leave leave your comments if you if you have seen Faulty Hours. But uh, right. I think if, if you ask the, the majority of Americans, ask the majority of people overseas, what British um, character are you familiar with? Basil Fawlty or Mr Bean? I guarantee you Mr Bean's probably going to win out, right?
0: Yeah, and also uh, with Black Adder as well. Black
1: Adder, Adder as well, yeah. And so there's uh, plenty of that for, for that too.
0: So Um, anyway, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You have these stellar adult um, actors in this movie. The kid actors are not very good. You have Jason Fisher, who is Luke. And uh, before this, he was in Parenthood with Steve Martin, and then he played as Luke and the Witches. And then afterwards, he played as uh, one of the Lost Boys in Hook with um, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins. And then after that, he did nothing else. So once again, we're in a trend here where, uh, for some reason, the main actors in a real doll movie, they have actors that only been in a handful of things, and then afterwards, they quit the acting industry and they do other things. So first, we had Peter Ostrom, then we had um, Jeremy Irons' son, and now we have this. So it's, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern, by the way.
1: Mhm. And so, um, yeah, just going on with the uh, the music in this movie. I mean, obviously they've gone with a whole. I mean, they they you have to mix in a um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in here. You know, you got comedic stuff currently going on. You got wacky stuff currently going on. You got horrific horrific stuff currently going on. So the music, uh, in a way, had to be all over the place. But uh, you can't say it didn't. You know, when it when it started to play up, you know, when you saw the kids turning into mice, and uh, when you saw like you know the um the the evil presence of the uh, of the grand high witch and uh, when you see all the craziness currently going on like you know it, the music played to those to those instances i noticed though that it looks like they kind of didn't know what to do with like certain scenes like for example like you see the scene when um uh, luke has um you know, obviously, escaped the clutches or thinks he's escaped the clutches of the witches, but then stupidly goes back into the hotel. I mean, you know, notice there. That was like a quiet moment, and I don't know whether that was just to play up the tension or to uh, do something like that. It just feels like in some places they kind of like it's kind of like the band didn't know kind of know what to do until like you know uh, all of a sudden the Grand High Witch comes into play and like all of a sudden they know what to do. All of a sudden it's like you know the music in a way it knows how to hit the high points, but then when it comes to like dealing with um, the the quieter moments, he didn't know what to do. He kind of just kind of like, you know, I can't remember any of the uh, the quieter moments. So like, you know, one of the monumental points, if you will, it's all just kind of like, you know, the the silliness of the you know the uh, the uh, the uh, the Benny Hill chases and things like that, you know. So it's just it's uh, that, yeah, that's how it kind of exactly. plays out, you know?
0: yeah. Yeah, it does kind of play out, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of running around in this movie, whether that Luke is a human or whether Luke is a mouse. Yeah, there's a lot of running around in this. So. Uh, Yeah, so we have Luke and his grandmother, and they're both Norwegian, because of course they are, because Roald Dahl, uh, you know, his family is from Norway, so it makes a lot of sense. So they're um, they're Norwegian, and then they live in England after... You know, his parents died. And in this movie, they decided to make his father an American, I guess, to appeal to the more American audience. So uh, they lived in England. And then afterwards, uh, you know, Luke stays with his grandmother. And then she starts telling him the stories about witches and about. How to find a witch with their purple eyes and that they always scratch their hair and that they have square feet and, you know, have to be careful when, uh, you know, accepting things from witches because they can take you away. And she talked about the story about how her best friend was taken away by a witch and that she was trapped in a painting. And that as she grew older, the painting also aged her up. And then one day she completely disappeared in old age. And, you know, very similar to the likes of. Of um, you know Grandpa Joe and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and Danny's father and Danny the Champion of the World. You have you know these amazing storytellers basically like you know reeling in the kids' imagination about what's happening, which again is based off of real life where Royal Doll would be telling stories like this to his children based off of stories that he would get from his family when he was young. So it all plays into this um, you know any any adaptation that we're going to be looking at where we're going to have. Like the young optimistic kid, and learning about stories about like giants or witches or anything like that. So yeah, based, so then afterwards we have Luke and the grandmother, they go over to a hotel to stay for a few days, and uh, what they don't know is that there's this huge witch convention that's being gathered, so that they can be able to find out ways so that they can kill all the children of England
1: yeah. do, do you know what uh, disappoints me about this movie? Like, uh, you know the, Luke's grandma, obviously has basically been I, I would like to have like had a, have more of a backstory, like, you know, let's say for example, like, you know, she knew you know she obviously told the story about what happened to her friend obviously going you know being disappeared into the painting and so she started to learn about, oh how did that happen oh hey it's the witches did it and so she then goes basically on a lifelong crusade to like hunt down witches and like you know say she's uh, it would been kind of cool if like she said oh yeah the reason why I know so much about witches is because, you know, I hunted down one and killed one and then kind of learned about her ways or something like that. Yeah, if like uh, it would have been cool to kind of like delve further into her backstory, if you will, even kind of expand upon it a little bit. But they kind of don't. They kind of leave her a lot in, in mystery and they don't really, you know, throughout the movie, they don't really explain her history with like trying to find the Grand High Witch and stuff like that. You know, and, uh, and also a bit of it was well, like, when they finally meet up, and, you know, she sees her, and she's like, oh, I don't know this woman, like, she, she might be maybe a movie star, and we find out it actually is the Grand High Witch. Like, you know, it's like, in a way, that's kind of a bit disappointing, because it's kind of like, hey, you know, you two, apparently, are mortal enemies, and, like, you kind of don't recognize one another. Like, you know, just in a way, it just kind of feels goofy in a way, like, you know, like uh, uh, play up the tension as well. Like, and when they finally do realize like one each other is like, you know, like, uh, you know, the person they've been trying to kill for like, you know, decades. Like, you know, it's like it's not exactly, uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader, is it? You know, it's no, kind of like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but play, play this up. Like uh, it would have been interesting. Like they say, for example, like they are together and then all of a sudden like Rowan Atkinson comes into the scene. It would have been cool if like you could see like they are like, having this back talk, but they have to be somewhat kind of like, you know, uh, backhanded compliments. Like they have to be pleasant to each other because they don't want to give away like, you know, these these two are about to have like, you know, basically about to have a about to juke it out, if you will. Like, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I felt like, you know, it left more to be desired. Like, you know, the uh, the tension, the, the rivalry between the grandma and the Grand High Witch. Like, it would have been cool if like they tried to play it up as much as they could. But instead, they kind of played it as like, uh, you know, they were just kind of... No. Not like, they, you know, they were trying to, like, come out and kill each other. It was kind of more like, you know, you spilled a cup of tea on me, like, a couple of decades ago, and now I hate you because of that, because you won't apologize. Like, okay, yeah, just, just, you know, just, uh, you know, these, you know, I really wanted these two to duke it out. Like, you know, and, you know, before all of you say, like, you know, oh, hey, no one wants to watch a bunch of old women fight. Well, you had no problem watching a bunch of old men fight in those expendable sequels. So, like, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, where these two want to duke it out for my entertainment, I would have loved it, you know?
0: That would have been been really interesting. I mean, we even know that the Grand High Witch knew who Luke's grandmother was because in the scene where Luke was running away from the witches after he was discovered listening into their conversation, he ran over to see his grandmother, and she passed out due to having um, a diabetic attack. And in the book, she was sick from pneumonia, but in this movie, they decided to give her diabetes,
1: which isn't really like, I mean, uh, yeah, you can have serious diabetes. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I know there's some people who do have like, uh, you know, very serious cases of diabetes, di- diabetes, and obviously they have to manage some, you know, their uh, their health to the T. But uh, I I don't know, like, uh, I would have given her something a bit more. I I don't know, like, uh, maybe maybe a sleep disorder or something like that. I don't know, like, uh, you know, just uh, so there's something more believable that you know she could have been like down and out. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do in the new movie i definitely tell Yeah, you about, yeah
0: so. th- that's actually the reason why we're doing the Roald Doll retrospective in the first place, is because of the new Witches movie. Oh, hey, there's a. New- going to be- that's going to be coming out this October. Oh, really? I never would have guessed. But. <laughs> oh, I know,
1: it's shocking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, in, uh, it'd be interesting to see, I mean, obviously everything we're going to talk about right now is going to be interesting to see. Oh, hey, you know, um, this is what Jim Henderson production could do, I mean, you know, what uh, Jim Henderson production, sorry, could do. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm interested to see what the new movie can do and uh, whether they can actually, you know, up the ante with the uh, the movie that was brought up in the 1990s because you know um a lot of stuff here feels like you know it could have been done i mean not to say a lot of it was pretty extreme a lot of it was like the effects were crazy you know to say say the least and uh, mind you like you can tell that they kind of aged a little bit because uh, you know the bits where you know the um they were turning you know all the mice turning in you know uh, transformations they're going in the film. You can tell that they were basically done in reverse. So like, you know, they would start off with the smoke, like, you know, in the pile of clothes and then they would like, uh, you know, circle it up. And then they would basically run the whole sequence like, you know, in reverse. And then they would also kind of like turn the, uh, the, the wheel around and then kind of like, uh, you know, play it all out like that. So like you know you could yeah, da- you, you could you could tell that's what they did. I mean obviously if you're a young kid at that time you couldn't tell that, but um yeah so so some of the effects in this movie are quite dated. I will be honest with you, but so you know no, 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 like uh, you know the the bit where they have that the purple eyes and like you know also the uh, you know the um the 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 obviously the Jim Henson puppetry and all the uh, the the way that they did everybody up, like you know that that still somewhat stands
0: up. You know like yeah it uh, does. But, yeah. yeah like like the designs of the witches are just hideously ugly. Like the Grand High Witch herself is like, very detailed with the veins and the long nose and the eyes and everything about it is just absolutely great. You can tell that that's where they put the most work in it. While stuff like the mice is, yeah, you're right, it it does look a little dated, especially when you look at the close-ups of um, Luke and Bruno, and then you look at the, the juxtaposition between the puppet mice and the real mice, they look much different. Like, you can tell that the real mice are a lot more slender and they're a lot more fuzzy like realistic fuzzy, while if you look at the puppets, they look like faux fur and they're a little bit chubbier. So yeah, it, the and also the, the 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 talking and the it just and the movement when you look at them up close is a little stilted. So yeah, those parts haven't aged very well. But yeah, but the the stuff with the witches is just awesome.
1: And not only really that as well, like you know, not only are the effects good, the acting is good is uh, pretty good as well. Like obviously in in some cases, you know, uh, the uh, the Grand High Witch overacts a little bit but i mean that can be forgiven given that what the you know the, the the subject matter we're currently dealing with but you know you put her in front of like i don't know like you know uh, hocus pocus or like uh, you know ursula the witch in the sea witch in uh, you know a little mermaid like you know she 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 out scares these people even, even i reckon she could scare some of the other you know, scary characters that we've encountered in our childhood she's up there right quite as far as i'm concerned but uh, you exactly. know, like she's she would she would be the final boss in the game uh, I, I definitely say that, you know, like uh, she, you know. Funny enough, we talked about game, video gaming before, but uh, I mean, in regards to like um, being the ultimate witch, being the grand high witch, you know, the uh, the design, the actress they got for her, the uh, the her, me- her methods, and uh, keeping her, ch- her true to her her um, motivations in this story, you know, and uh, translating that to the se- to the theatrical release, that 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 all worked really well. So uh
0: kudos on doing that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the actors in this are really good. Yeah, the, uh, the kid actors leave a lot to be desired. Let's talk about the other kid actor in this movie, Charlie Potter as Bruno. Bruno is very similar to Augustus Gloop. He's just the fat kid for the sake of just being the fat kid, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they needed something to kind of like, uh, you know, bring him over to, I mean, keep in mind, like uh, the whole motivation of what the Grand High Witch was trying to do is obviously try to buy a load of sweet shops, and uh, so they, she gave her some, like, all everyone some cartoon, money to like you know buy the sweet shops, which uh, i mean obviously that, that's classic jim henson as well but uh, um obviously um they needed to bring someone in who was going to be who was going to be that kid you know it was going to you know who who better would be like a, a clone of Augustus goop who unfortunately in this case was bruno i think they tried to make him a a, a part Augustus gloop and part veruca salt I think in this, because obviously he had stuck-up parents. Obviously he was like, you know, uh, stuck-up in his own ways. But you know, th- at the same time, you know, he he wasn't a bad character in in that in that sense. He was, it uh, was obviously, you know, wanting to help out um, uh, Luke with um, obviously with his with his quest when he found out that he was going to get roasted peanuts and things like that. So obviously he was uh, a willing participant in the in the escapade of the movie. Yeah, I mean, but... sure,
0: sure, but for the most part, he was pretty much useless.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say he was. I think uh, uh, towards the, uh, I mean, he was unnoticeable in the second act. If you noticed the thing, yeah, he, he was, was yeah. but the
0: only reason yeah, but he didn't exactly help with the uh, grabbing the you know Formula eighty six and he didn't, you know, drop it in the soup. He was just there to let his parents know, hey, I turned into a mouse. Which I have to actually mention this, by the way. Luke and Bruno, their transformation to mice is so nonchalant. Like it's it's like equivalent of saying, Hey, um, I got this stain on my shirt. Oh well. It's like when they turn into mice, they don't think of it as a big deal. Bruno is excited about it. He's like, whoa, mom, I'm a mouse now. You always wanted me to lose weight. I don't have to do homework. I could just live in the kitchen cupboard. It's like. What kid would act like this?
1: I know exactly, and uh, I mean it. Just also that as well. Like I feel like there was a lot that was kind of a bit missing from like you know the uh, the shock value of them turning into mice and the uh, the, uh, the, sh- the 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 that whole like uh, kind of thing of like you know learning to kind of be mice. I don't know why. I just feel like a lot of it was cut for time. You know, it's like so like, this this movie has a running time of 91 minutes. You know, for for me, like you know the whole experiences that these kids are going through, the whole um you know events that are currently going through this movie, this thing could have gone on for a lot longer you know, in a way. And uh, I guess maybe that was probably a good thing that they kind of did cut it down to probably just the 91 minutes, maybe. I, I don't know. But uh, would it have given us a lot more, I think, if they'd expanded, you know, on some certain scenes and, uh, you know, we'll introduce introduced new scenes to kind of, like, you know, tie things together, you know, and... Uh, you know, And have, there, have, there have. were a
0: few scenes, in my opinion, that were kind of pointless and didn't add anything. Like, what was the deal with, um, you know, um, Ron Atkinson's character and the hotel employee having an affair? Like, what did that add to the story?
1: story I mean, hey yeah, that's a good point actually as well like i at one point i thought it was going to be like oh they're gonna um because uh, you remember like she wore the uh, the, the potion as uh, perfume at one point so i thought oh my goodness roan atkinson is going to uh, you know you know kiss her around the neck and he's going to turn into a mouse you know and uh, then obviously she's gonna have like free have a freak out again
0: but yeah but the only thing that happens is that he sees the the big blot on her neck he walks away from her she sees it reacts horribly and that's all we see from her we don't see her transform into a mouse we don't see her because well, you, you she only she,
1: she only wore the formula she didn't eat it you know so like yeah, of course no, she wasn't like, gonna turn into a mouse
0: been, there could have been some yeah but there could have been something else like that scene was just dropped completely and didn't add anything you could have cut the whole sub thought out and nothing would have changed nah, I mean, I mean, we could have got, I mean, sure, we would have gotten less Rowan Atkinson, but still, I mean, like, you could have added more things that were important to the story. Like, I mean, well, I don't him, know. You, you
1: could have done more with him, like, you know, again, like that scene I talked about between, you know, the grandma and the high witch having that, you know, that, uh, you know, that backhanded compliment talk oh, and like, you know, that, uh, that tension in the room. And the only person that could have been stopping it, obviously, was Rowan Atkinson with his comedic antics, you know, like uh, that, that, that's the one that, yeah, that, that's one scene they could, they, they could have cut that scene out. And then have uh, the scene where... They had that scene instead. And you know then obviously have, that, have all that war between the Grandma and the High Witch. So I think that probably would have been better, in my opinion. But obviously they... They stuck with that, and so yeah, we're stuck with it. So yeah, uh, we're stuck it. with
0: it. And then we have another bit of a subplot with uh, you know Bruno's parents, who don't give a crap about their child, by the way. And then you know he, um, you know Miss, you know Mr. Jenkins looks at the Grand High Witch, talking about like, oh, you're here for the children, and I'm gonna give you some money for it, and um, you know you're into ph- philanthropy, that's really interesting. And he's just flirting with her in front of his wife.
1: I know, but but here's the thing about this. What did this add to the story? Nothing. Unfortunately, Charlie and I mean Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory also suffered issues as well. Like you know that that in itself had a lot of filler. Like you know like you know uh, uh, if anything, anything is a bit like a sketchier a Saturday Night Live. You know some of the things that uh, happened in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But uh, I mean in regards to um, the these scenes, like they tie in somewhat into like the movie because that's the characters just kind of being themselves. But I mean like that's all right for test screenings, but to actually put them in the movie itself. Like, not really. Like, you know, it's just it's uh, in a way it just feels like, uh, you know, there's it's kind of just distracts from the main story. And uh, it just kind of feels like, you know, do you really need that scene? Like, we could easily have camera time for way for something way more important. You know, like, you know, like, uh, you know, the uh, the upcoming, you know, grandma, you know, uh, Grand High Wedge beat the shit out of the marathon. You know, like uh, it's like that, that kind of that, that kind of stuff. But instead, they kind of like dedicated t- screen time to this, and nothing was achieved.
0: Yeah, know? they just wanted to add more funny bits, as opposed to things in the story that were somewhat important or character development. But, but no, it, they decided- but it wasn't
1: even funny. I just kind of watched it and thought, well, this happened. You know, like uh, there was nothing they kind of like uh, you know to uh, game for here, except oh, wow, he's a bit of a dick. You know, to in front of his wife you know like uh the, that, the but that was established already you didn't need to re- you didn't need to reinforce that
0: uh, yeah, because they, they actually brought it back a few times. And even the scene in which when, you know, Br- uh, when, um you know, Luke's grandmother is trying to show off Bruno's parents that, hey, Bruno's turned into a mouse. And then they're like, go away. You're a crazy old woman. And then she had to show up again to prevent um, Mr. Jenkins from eating the soup that was given the formula. And so then they she decided to show up the mouse again and say, like, hey, mom, it's me. It's Bruno. And then they decided to believe him. It's like. Why didn't you believe her before when, you know, she was trying to show off the mouse? It's like you could have shown that scene once and you would have been done with it. But no, we just had to do an additional scene that added nothing other than the fact that the Jenkins think that Luke's grandmother is crazy.
1: Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like imagine if you had uh, I mean, let's let's bring in a mother's reference. Imagine if you had Waldorf and Statler. You know, like uh, the the guy, you know, obviously the guy's up on the balcony in the Muppets show. I mean, like, uh, you know, you know that there are these, uh, you know, um, uh, the guys who make fun of everyone on the stage. You know, you know that they're these these two old guys who just, uh, you know, are um, uh, uh, basically there to, uh, you know, um, bring criticism to uh, whatever's there and obviously make fun of Fozzie the the entire time. Like, imagine if you de- dedicated scenes to them during that show of like just showing, you know, how. How what what how much they are like you know like that on 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 there except it's obviously just not make it not funny and uh, just kind of like uh, just kind of reinforcing that you know the uh, the the old complaining guy stereotype if you will like you know like uh, that would have added nothing to the Muppet show and it would have added nothing to the characters and so like I think that was. Uh, Something that was—I uh, mean, I, I guess the sketch element was kind of missed out of the witches in a way. And uh, I know, obviously, Jim Henson Productions didn't have like a massive say in like how the the uh, movie was directed. Obviously, N- N- Nicholas rog had the uh, had the final say in this, and Jim Henson was basically just uh, you know one of the producers. But uh, I mean, like uh, they um, they could have like said to. Uh, uh so jim Henson is like you know hey you know how would you have played this how would you have played that you know and uh, maybe what well, they would have ended up with a kind of a more you know a balanced approach i think to the witches rather than just kind of giving empty you know empty scenes to uh to characters who already kind of like established themselves and like kind of like it's kind of like you know uh, uh like uh, you know the back episode of like you know season 10 of like a show that was already kind of like you know past its time
0: Yeah, so basically uh, throughout the rest of the movie, so it it plays off like this. So um, Luke comes up with the idea about like um, giving the the witches a taste of their own medicine by stealing formula 86 uh, and um, basically just pouring it into the soup so that they can transform into mice themselves. and then we have, uh, you know, Bruno going over to his parents. And, you know, then we have, um, you know. You know, they uh, could have Luke-
1: used Bruno in this scene, if you think about it. Like, you know, uh, they could have set him in, like, uh, maybe as a bit of a screw up, uh, I, I guess you could say. Like, say, for example, like uh, Luke says to Bruno, oh, hey, go to the other side of the kitchen and go for the lookout. And because uh, I've seen one of the other witches, and just tell me, you know, when she's about to come back and let's say Bruno gets distracted by some food the witch goes by and therefore that plays up the tension in the kitchen
0: yeah, that would have been that would have given a reason for Bruno to actually be around as opposed to just sitting in Luke's grandmother's purse, just doing nothing.
1: Exactly. Like, you know, there was a chance to kind of use him there as, a, you know, as a, as a moment of like, OK, he would have been totally useless in that scene. But, uh, you know, it would have been a good device to kind of play up the tension in the in the uh, in the kitchen. And then it would have given more weight to like how dangerous the kitchen actually was not to say it wasn't already done yeah. just already with, with fat fryers and uh, and you know other cooking utensils around the place but uh, you exactly, know they, they could yeah. they could have played it up even more if they had like bruno is like as, as an incompetent you know uh you know lookout if you will and so uh, but, yeah I,
0: you know I- glad that this whole you know fat kid cliche is kind of gone in media nowadays because it's just like the kid is just you know that as a character and nothing else is just this is probably one of my least favorite cliches of all time next to like the you know the the stupid dad and the you know the bitch mom and, and you know you have characters like Harold Berman who started off as a bully but then he got more dimension and you got to actually see his more sensitive side which was definitely one of the first that really you know, broke off that cliche of the character. And then later on in, you know, in later uh, cartoons like Steven Universe and one quarter of the characters of that show where they have overweight characters, but they don't but they're not just, um, you know, like stereotypes. They actually do have like fleshed out characters. Yes, they are overweight, but that's not their character. That's just what they look like. And they're not a sh- they're not like fat shamed. So we've come a long way when it comes to these depictions, and sadly we're going to see a lot more of these characters in the later Royal Doll adaptations.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of makes me feel a bit weird, you know. Obviously that, uh, you know, the, these characters were people we kind of laughed at a long time ago, like you know Mikey from Recess, and but obviously there was more to him than obviously just being, you know, a large character. And obviously we had Harold from Hey Arnold, and uh, you know we had various other kind of we had Fat Albert as well. Like, you know, un- unfortunately, but uh, I mean, like uh, these characters now are considered kind of like maybe dated stereotypes in a way. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, in the eyes of some people, it kind of makes me wonder now, what, what, what characters do we see on modern televisions today where we probably be looking 10 years time and thinking, yeah, we regret doing that. You know like mm, uh, that's
0: actually a really good question yeah i mean i'm sh- i mean i'm sure that um, you know somebody like saber spark would probably be an expert at this or a rebel taxi so um yeah i think that you know characters that are even then like you know
1: i mean obviously that's us talking about it now but uh, i mean i'm talking about like you know in 10 years time when uh, you know the next generation of you know whoever comes onto the internet and says you know uh the, that,
0: I, that, think that, that, I think that adventure time
1: you know those those crazy
0: that maybe characters who are trying to like act over the top and like trying to use references that are going to be dated like selfies or um, you know uh, like duck face or anything like that, or Gangnam style, you know, kind of like trying to appeal to the kids. It's like, hey, this is cool. Like, remember the, the the 2016 Powerpuff Girls where they were twerking? So yeah, that stuff is gonna be like looked upon as like, oh, I remember when they this used to be popular. This is stupid now.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna remember the new Powerpuff Girls compared to uh, you know the uh, the older version of the of the show. I, I think yeah. the older version will, will last out. I think. I think you know the newer version. I think will basically just be just be there. As uh you know just uh oh hey this happened it's kind of like because uh, you know there's been a lot I mean we kind of like the monsters today in a way like you know and barely everyone he keeps having to be uh prompted to remember that existed you know like uh, yeah so, compared but, so,
0: to like the Adams family yeah
1: exactly yeah dare I say maybe maybe Will Smith might be uh might I don't know why I just keep thinking that you know Will Smith a couple of ten years down the line I don't know why I just think that uh, he won't be looked upon as fondly. As he is now, I don't know why. I just feel like uh, there's just that there's just that inkling, you know, uh, that that's, sure. you know, in a couple I of years guess, time, I, like you I know, guess, where... I guess
0: that's how I guess it's like the equivalent of how people saw Adam Sandler around the late 2000s or 2010s, oh just like,
1: exactly, it's yeah. like,
0: oh, you know, this guy was really funny in SNL and all of his earlier movies, such as, um, uh, you know, like uh. What would you, what that, that golf movie? Uh, what's it called? Happy uh, Gilmore, Happy Gilmore. Yes, Happy Gilmore. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy was funny in Happy Gilmore and The Wedding Singer, and you know, all those films. It's like nowadays, I mean, he's just playing the same movies over and over again, like you know, Grown Ups and Jack and Jill. So it's like, you know, just you know, it, it's kind of like a funny thing that you mention it because. I remember reading this article many years ago about like, you know, the appeal of Adam Sandler. It's like, you know, the appeal for Adam Sandler, uh, according to the article I read, was like stupid 12-year-old boys. And then when they outgrow him, a new generation of stupid 12-year-old boys would come along and see the other Adam Sandler films. And it's like, it's gonna appeal to just those stupid 12-year-old boys and nobody else when they get older. So it's like, you know, Adam Sandler keeps appealing to those, the same demographic and is not changing. So that's why, you know, back in the 2010s, he was considered to be like a joke Mm -hmm. so uh, a bit
1: of a sad thing to talk about about this movie and that is about its uh, production this will be the final film that Jim Henson will work on before his death
0: Yeah, and Um, this will be the final film that Lorimar Productions was involved in. This will be the final film that Roald Dahl saw the production of right before he died. So, yeah, there's a lot of finals in The Witches. It's almost like a curse movie. Yeah,
1: it's like uh, it makes me wonder, like, you know, Anne Hathaway is going to be the witch in the uh, the Grand High Witch in in the next movie, I believe. And uh, who is it that's uh, currently also involved in
0: that as well? Let's see who else. Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, Chris Rock... Oh, hey, this is uh, the Jim Henson
1: company's involved in this as well. Actually, I just realized. So, uh, yeah, they're probably Maybe,
0: maybe. Yeah, so I guess they'll be doing more updated versions of the puppet work for the mice. So that's good to hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, see what Chris and, Rock's gonna do in this. To be honest with you, like it's just like that's
0: actually really interesting because I know that from what I've read in articles that they're not gonna take place in England or in Norway. It's gonna be an American thing. Like it's gonna be taking place somewhere in the south. So they're gonna have African American actors in this movie. So that should be really interesting.
1: He's like, I, 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 yeah. I, I, it's, uh, I'm just going to see what Chris Rock's good reaction is going to be. He's like, no, that's a real ugly witch. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I, 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 I'm just going to see what Chris Rock's performance in this is going to be.
0: Yeah, do you think Chris Rock is going to be the hotel manager?
1: Um, If he is, then uh, I would, uh, I'm not too sure how he's, uh, I mean, can we really, how on earth are we going to compare him to Rowan Atkinson? If that's the case, These are these are two different comedians. At the end of yeah, the Yeah, that's like. true. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going uh, to see or maybe, how...
0: or maybe Stanley, Or maybe Stanley Tucci is going to be the hotel manager. I mean, we just know the cast, but we don't know what roles they're going to play.
1: Well, from what we know, Anne Hathaway's obviously going to be uh, Miss Service. Yeah, that's the, the only one that we know witch. of. But in regards to that, I mean, I don't find her as intimidating as the other witch we had back in the 1990s. I don't know. Like, she even t- more toned down to me.
0: Yeah. I'm, unfortunately, I think that's going to be a thing if you remember that this movie scared a bunch of kids in the 90s. So it's like, yeah, let's not do that again. No, that was fun. I know. Right. I guess Hollywood doesn't like funny anymore.
1: Well, I mean, let's see if they focus more on the story than they than the other witches did. If they do that, I think that could be a winner to be quite honest
0: good idea yeah let's let's do that <laughs> yeah I know. That's, like, that's like the equivalent of a video game you know go back to video games again of like beautiful graphics but the gameplay is mediocre
1: yeah exactly like and uh, I guess in a way you could probably argue that's kind of what the witches isn't in like it may be a little bit unfair maybe because there are some good there are some good things to this movie like you know where you you can, you can feel the genuine fear in the characters in a way, even though some of the uh, d- deliveries of the kids are sometimes, you know, uh, leave more to be desired, but at least you can tell that the tension is there. At least you can tell that the, uh, you know, the, the the character motivation is there. You know, the, the, at least you can tell that the uh, there's meaningfulness in these characters that uh, all, you know, revolve around this crazy hotel. And oh my goodness, yeah, do, but do, should we talk about like the way this movie ends? Like, you know, not, not, like yes. not, 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 the, not the like the changed ending, but just before that, when they finally eat the soup and then all shit just gets real you know okay, like you okay. know. yeah so yeah.
0: so basically, so this is what happened so um luke was successful in dropping the formula into the soup and so finally when he gets out and then everybody has started eating the soup and then slowly they start changing into mice they start shaking and they start trembling and then they slowly change into mice and then there's like crawling all over the place and then when you see them squashed they're like this green slime kind of thing and it is like beyond disturbing yeah, and you true. even have this like um you have you know know basically um the grand high witch turning into like what looks like a naked mole rat
1: Yes, like you said but isn't this as well like you know you've got all this going on but then you've got like all the members of staff going around beating the hell out of all these rats and killing them all and things like that and then you've got like all the just the, all the, like, the hotel staff, just kind of, like, gazing and, like, running around or, like, so you're so we like, gazing at what's going on because they can't, like, fathom what's just happening, and then everyone's just running around like crazy because, you know, yeah. And uh, then, you know, at the end of the film, and you see them all kind of running out of the hotel because they've heard about what's, going, what's happened and what's gone on and stuff like that, and, you know, all this craziness going on. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's... Uh, it's almost like it happens too quickly. Like you know, all the all the craziness just happens in the split second. And like then all of a sudden you got people running around, you got the staff, you know, walking, you know, running through the fog. Like oh, it's all that as well. Like the it's like the the acting, the effects, the music, and the um just the craziness of everything you just kind of gets thrown into a blender and it's just spun at like a thousand miles an hour. You know, like uh, it's just it's uh, it's happening, in my opinion, far too quickly. And it just doesn't have a chance to kind of like, you know, um, properly get going. It just hits you, you know, and uh, then you kind of like in the middle of all of this. The cameraman probably just is panning around trying to get whatever shots he can of all the craziness currently going on. Like it's just it's uh, it it, it almost feels at that moment it sort of kind of lacks a little bit of direction. Like and then all of a sudden, like you get the as well as well, you get Grandma Helga, you know, pointing out at the Grand High Witch while she's turning into the mouse and saying, "Oh hey, you're the person who, you know, is responsible for all of this and everything like that." While all of this is currently going on, it's hard to kind of focus on what she's doing when everything else is happening around her, you know.
0: I think what have happened was that. Maybe it would have been done in a separate room. Like she's trying to run away while everybody else is being transformed. The grandma goes after her, and then she locks her down. It's like so it's the two of us again, just like it was before. Yeah, but
1: there's not enough room, I think, in the scenes to kind of like allow that to be appreciated. I don't think, and uh, because you know if if you remember, like she is there pointing out the grand high witch, but then it but then the scene switches to all the witches turning into mice. And then all the all the hotel staff whacking all the mice and you know just uh, reacting to everything that's going on. And then all the people running around. It's it's not a good a chance to breathe. If anything, the movie's going into cardiac arrest. <laughs> it's like it's just you know it's uh, give, you know give, give it a chance for like everything to kind of like you know be appreciated in the uh, in 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 this scene. Instead, they're kind of just kind of blowing their you know they're attempting to blow their load their entire in this entire scene. But it's just it's so crazy and so uh and so immense on what's going on it's like you probably have to watch it back a couple of times to kind of appreciate everything that's currently going on in the scene you know like it feels like it feels like even though there's only like one thing at a time currently going on the screen it kind of feels like it's kind of hard to appreciate everything that's going on you know it's uh, it's 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 uh it's complicated (laughs) it's
0: uh and 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 once again you have Have the tonal whiplash. You should, you know, we're supposed to take the grandma seriously when she's confronting the high witch. But then this whole crazy over the topness that's going on in the background where the hotel staff is trying to smack the mice is going on, which is hilarious. So it's like, you know, these scenes do not mix well together, especially since they're taking place on the same room.
1: Hmm. I I, so, I I I don't know about you, but uh, I I don't know why. But I mean, keep this in mind. I mean, Rowan Atkinson and the Grand High Witch in this movie don't really have that they don't really have any tension or anything as far as i'm aware i mean like you know if anything rowan atkinson has been like you know been you know obviously been sucking up to the grand high witch this entire time because you know obviously she's pouring money into the hotel but i don't know why i got i got this strange satisfaction of seeing rowan atkinson just basically just take the cleaver knife and just basically just chop this (laughs) this this witch which is now a mouse you know and basically just like you know hey You know, I'm going to take my knife and just, you know, cleave her and just, you know, just slice the thing in half,
0: which 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 they copped out, by the way, because earlier in the movie, when Luke was trying to get away from the kitchen, his tail slightly got chopped off and it looked like blood when when Ron Atkinson's character was chopping off the witch. He barely made a nick of her. She exploded into green smoke and then she dies. It's like cop out.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, uh, well, keep in mind, like, she was the Grand High Witch, so I probably imagine she's, you know, I don't know. The, like I, I mean, she, exactly,
0: the Grand, the Grand High Witch should have had the most excruciating, satisfying death out of all of them. Well, she like, did.
1: She was like sliced in like she. It was like if yeah, anything, but she, we
0: didn't even exactly see her as being sliced in half. We just saw like a nick, and then she just exploded into green smoke. Well, and then we just
1: what, green- what did what What do you expect them to do? Like pour gasoline over her and like light her up like the thing?
0: I mean, like, it's just, it's like... no but i expect them to actually show a cleaver what it does it's like even if you like don't even show it it's like you know don't even have the green blood i mean show like realistic like reddish kind of blood and mix in with the green and then or maybe like a huge splat like she did uh like the grand high witch did in one of the mice and you know before they started drinking the soup or she did that it's like do that Make it more satisfying. It just felt like, it just felt empty to me. Uh, but Patricia, like we, really uh, we, we uh,
1: but Patricia, but Trisha, um, we have to, he realized that, so there's also children present in this movie. So I think, oh, uh, it's <laughs>
0: <off, laughs> <man>. We, <laughs> <laughs> we saw a whole bunch of things that happened in this movie i mean let's see we had kids turn into mice we had adults turn into mice one of the one of the mice's tails got chopped off which was for real from the looks of it you're gonna give the excuse about like oh we need to keep toward the children they weren't doing that throughout the movie
1: yeah but patricia like you know i will admit like a couple of years later i was playing doom while slicing up zombies with a chainsaw you know the original doom by the way not the 2016 one but uh, you know I, I will admit i was probably playing that a lot younger than I should have been but even then I would have said hey whoa you know like uh, showing like mutilated rats you know being sliced up and smashed and things like that you know like uh, there, there there, has to be a, there has to be a you know a middle ground to reach it like uh, you know um, I don't know like uh, the fact that they did that and uh, I mean the fact that they had like you know the explosions actually Warren Atkinson's reaction to it was kind of crazy, kind of funny really like, you know, he's like, oh, hey, I, I wasn't expecting that. Like, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah. So uh, I guess you could say Rowan Atkinson's reaction was somewhat, you know, according to how he would probably have reacted in real life. Maybe. Okay, I, don't
0: sure. I just felt that it could have been done better. Mm. All right. So now let's talk about the. Infamous-
1: well, I was going to say this, see, like, you know, if, if, if he if that rat blew up even more, I think Rowan Atkinson wouldn't even have a hand anymore. <laughs> so like you know you can only do so much like yeah uh, I think if they had to like you know over do it over the top I think they would have to bring in a stunt double to make sure that Owen Hackinson didn't get it, like his face you know his eyebrows tinged or anything like that you know so sure. uh, yeah
0: yeah so let- let's talk about the ending so the ending of the movie has um Luke actually um male you know having uh, a a, a suitcase full of money mailed over to the grandma so that they can be able to use it to travel all over america so that they can be able to kill off the witches there well, and did, that,
1: suitcase- how, that makes no sense how on earth did he get all that money into that suitcase and how did he know to actually send the suitcase over to them yeah that bit that bit of the movie didn't make all that much sense to be honest
0: I mean, what? I guess there, maybe there was a deleted scene, like maybe when Luke was trying to find the formula and he was inside that that um, that chest, maybe he saw the money in there and he saw the book that oh, contained well, the, the, all the, the, the addresses. The, the, the,
1: scene with the, uh, the scene with Bruno's dad hitting on uh, Grand High Witch. That, that that's the Oscar nomination performance right there, you know? Like yeah, uh, I, yeah, I mean,
0: I, yeah, I, I felt like, yeah, there were some scenes that I felt that they were cut off just for the sake of adding in some more comedy. But yeah, that scene could have been really important. It's like, hey, you know, Luke was able to find this bunch of money that um, the witches have been collecting over the years, and you know they have the addresses of all the witches in America, and just like in the book, Luke and Grandma are going to be going around the world and killing off every single witch. However, there were some changes to the ending. Like, in the ending of the book, all the witches were dead, and the witches that were left over in the Grand High Witch's Castle, Luke and the grandmother went over and killed them all as well, and then they traveled around and killed all the witches for the last few years of their lives i
1: mean if this movie had done better i mean like that could have been good for the building up for the sequel like you know like you know the the grandma and the you know and obviously luke with the the rat could have gone you know with the mouse could have gone round and uh you know and you know you could have shown them going around the world and like you know getting rid of all the you know the uh the 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 last witches and everything like that and but mind you you know saying that i you know with the ending that we got like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily been opposed to it if it was done it was if it was done better.
0: You know, yeah, or- I, the, the, the ending was pretty rushed. It's like you have Luke in his contraptions and, you know, he's going around and he's in this choo-choo train and he goes into this dollhouse going to sleep. And then the last witch, the the witch, the the, um, the Grand High Witch's assistant who was told to go into her room and not join in on the dinner, um, she comes along and she turns Luke back into human. And then she rushes over and says – um, yeah, then she uh, gives Luke his glasses back. She gives – oh, by the way, yeah there's pet mice in this but you won't even remember that he does because there's a lot of mice in this movie that it just kind of blends together Mm. so yeah so he so he's he gets his pet mice back and then he uh tells her hey don't forget about bruno and then she just drives off and then luke and grandma live happily ever after and that's pretty much it
1: yeah and you know like uh, here's the thing about this like uh, i would have preferred it if they had some dialogue between her Helga and, uh, and and the uh, the witch's assistant. To be honest with you, like the fact that you know she, you know she. They, I would like to have, like said, hey, uh, that this the the uh, I can't remember the name of the witch's assistant. I gotta be honest with everybody, but uh, I mean it would have been nice like if that witch and her had like some kind of dialogue to say, you know, hey, please don't judge me on what happened before. I don't want this anymore. I want to turn over a new leaf and uh, I want to make things right. You know, what has happened has not been right with under the grand high And Now that she's gone, I can change things. You know, please don't go kill all my colleagues and things like that. You know, like, you know, kind of like ask for like, you know, some kind of mercy to try and turn things around because at the end of the day, like if she could say, Oh, Hey, uh, having all the witches kill all these kids and then, but if I had the chance to stop it at once and for all, you know, and uh, maybe even play it out to like the fact that, you know, she's getting older and she's getting weaker and like, uh, there's not going to be, you know, she looks at all the, all the, uh, the people in the book and realizes that, Hey, well, we may have the money to do it, but we don't have the time to do it. You know, uh, one of these days, you know, we're going to get old, you know, we're going to get older and we're going to, we're going to die. You know, like uh, there's just too many here to do all at once. But, you know, they had the chance to then, but then this this witch comes into the scene and says, look, you don't have to go around and kill all these witches. I can take command. I can stop them from doing all of this. And I can turn over a new lake for all of us. And then it then proves it by basically turning Luke back into a human, you know. And so right. have, have, have a more powerful scene like that, you know. Like, uh, I could have wrote a way better scene than what we en- what we ended up with. In, and also, you yeah, uh, different from you remember, the other ending. Yeah. Being satisfying.
0: Yeah, you remember the the Little Shop of Horrors where they had the original ending where um you know Audrey took over the world and all the humans died and it was like a post-apocalyptic future and then you had the the theatrical ending where you know the you know Audrey was dead and Seymour was able to live happily ever after with his loved one and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, where's the original ending where, you know, where we got to see the, um, you know, the, um, the ending of the book that, you know, that was cut off from the movie? You know, when's the Blu-ray release on that? Yeah, exactly. Well, some of that as well. Like,
1: you know, you had the, you, a, you missed up opp- a massive opportunity as well because uh, you could have had, you had uh, Grandma Helga who has hated witches her entire life because one killed her best friend. And, uh, you know, out of the way that they did it. And so, you know, there is another character who I can tell you of and who also was uh, almost killed by, you know, the same menace. But then in a later movie would then go on to work with that menace and then realize that they're not all so bad. And then thanks to that menace for that. And you know what that that character was? And you know what that movie was?
0: Mm.
1: Sarah Connor out of The Terminator. Up oh, there, you go. Yeah, so you are to have had, uh, you know, uh, Grandma Helga in a Sarah Connor kind of situation. She despises witches. You know, she tells everyone how 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 enough to to get rid of them in case they ever can get confronted with them. But then, all of a sudden, she's then uh, brought in front of her this uh, the 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 witch's assistant who wants to you know make things right. You know, she could have even been part of like you know uh, you know when you know when uh, she was told to go up to her room. Maybe she could have even joined in with. Uh, with, you know, the shenanigans and said, oh, hey, I know the way we can get rid of the witch. You know, get, I'll get you that 89 potion and we'll, uh, we'll get it sorted. Obviously, it takes away from uh, from Luke in that scene. Obviously, some of the tension in that as well, which makes it a bit too easy. But, uh, you know, even if, the, if you missed all that out, it can go towards the end and say, oh, hey, um, I can make all this right. Let me prove it to you. I'll turn Lou back into a human. I'll do the same thing with Bruno. And then you have this moment where, you know, Grandma Helga, are the are the are the... Twilight of her life can finally make amends with the witches and say that okay, I trust you that you can make things be- you can make things better again, you know. Yeah. Instead of the rushed ending that we got, you know, you could have done something more more with it instead. But instead, you know, basically she just turns up in a car, she waves her fingers around a little bit, some late some 1970s lasers come out and then she just disappears, you know, yeah. like, uh, that that that, you, that, you was, wanted, you that was, know- was lame. Yeah, that was that pretty lame. Yeah.
0: You want to know what the you want to know what the interesting thing is? Out of all of the Rural Dull movie adaptations, this is the one that is the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 97%.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, and unfortunately, though, a lot of other people didn't want to pour money into it, and it ended up with $15.3 $15. million at the box office. So uh yeah, I mean, I think, there, you know, there was a reason
0: I, why because there was a reason why because there was a lot of controversy in this movie. Um, not only because it scared kids, but apparently, from what I understand in some research, that um, you know, people who claim to be like witches, like who practice you know, like the uh, the art of witchcraft, they were offended by this movie, saying it portrayed witches as like really evil when some people who practice witchcraft, like in um you know, like, you know, like the, the traditional arts, it's like, you know, they're not evil. They're just like people who have a fascination for them. And they were offended by this movie.
1: Oh, well, don't tell them there was a movie called The Wizard of Oz. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a beloved childhood classic that's played to every single generation, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, the movies are going to portray characters in ways we don't like. At the end of the day, and so like at the end of the day, it's just a movie. <laughs> like you know, don't get. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Star Wars fans who don't like the way Jedi's are currently being portrayed right now. But uh, I mean like fair, fair uh,
0: enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you know, you can put something out there in 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 the sphere, and I guarantee you, there's always going to be one person out there who's going to be offended. You know, regardless, you, you can't you can't always please everyone. At the end of the day, and uh, so you know, you might as well try and please as many people as you can. So.
0: Yeah. So, final words. I'm very conflicted about this movie. There are some really good things in this movie, such as the special effects, some of the emotional traumatic moments, and, um, you know, the performances by Angelica Houston and Rowan Atkinson, they were all done very well. But then there are some things that are held back that makes it very weak. Like, you know, the child actors leave a lot to be desired. There's some scenes in the movie that you could have cut off and nothing would have changed and could have added in some scenes that were very important. It has a huge tonal whiplash between very silly and very scary. And finally, last but not least, I mean, like, um, you know, there, there's just some things about this movie that um, just don't hold up very well. And I, I'm just, you know, I, I know a lot of people People they grew up with this movie and they have fond memories of it, just similar to what we were talking about, Danny the Champion of the World. But I mean, it's—I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite rural doll adaptations. I'd say that maybe it's in—it'll be in probably my top ten because there's not a lot of adaptations, but it's definitely not going to be in my top five.
1: Well, I mean, in regards to like my favorite movies, obviously this is not one of them. But uh, I mean, in regards to—I mean, to say that. You know, there are weak elements in this film, but there are some strong points as well. Like, you know, we can't roll out Roland, Roland Atkinson's performance in this. I think it's really good. And uh, also, I think, uh, you know, some of the effects that Jim Henson has done are actually quite groundbreaking, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Like, you know, they, they, this, you know, it's uh, I think if Jim Henson had probably been alive a lot longer, it makes me wonder if he probably would have like gone further into horror. And like he probably well, would have like uh, you know imagine if he like did something with like Rob Zombie or like if he did something with uh, you know some of the uh, the the the, uh, the 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 horror genre or something like that. Or imagine if like Jim Henson decided to uh, have a crack at like trying to like you know have a reimagining of like uh, Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth or like you know Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. You know, uh, I, I'd imagine that uh, you know it's it just uh, it, it's very sad that this ended up being Jim Henson's final kind of like you know uh, uh, you know uh, finals. Uh, you know uh stay staple in um in in children's in children's you know in in, in movies in general in a way because I mean, well, it, yeah, it makes you wonder no, you know no, there's, no. there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential in like uh well what what was there in the witches yeah well don't opinion. forget that
0: he was don't forget that he was working on a lot of other projects that came out after his death such as The Muppet's Christmas Carol and Dinosaurs, but yeah, I mean, it's a shame that, you know, Jim Henson died way too young and Roald Dahl died in the same year as well, so all the other adaptations that we would get later on, he would have no involvement in it. I mean, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what you guys um, interpret because of his attitude towards well, things. Well, like, okay,
1: given the fact that his wife is still somewhat involved in I mean, like his wife kind of still owns the uh still in trademarks i think in regards to roldell so i think uh, you know she still even operates the i think still operates the museum to this day as well so i think uh, in regards to um the uh role how the roldell um material is That's respected sweet. i think uh uh, his, her, you know, uh, his his wife still has uh, a massive uh, say in all of that, from what I understand. She even turns up to the premieres as well. So, like, uh, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. To say that she's not, you know, uh, pulling the strings in in some way, I think uh, would be uh, uh, a very, a very bad, very bad judgment indeed. So, I think, uh, I, I think, ju- I think, Roll Doll, as, as long as she's, you know, um, still, you know, uh, alive and well, and I think, I think, Roll Doll's property, I think, is still going to be uh hugely respected i think uh, i think it's when what's going to happen when obviously the uh the uh powers that be i think obviously change in regards to uh, Roll doll's estate what happens in that regard i have no, absolutely no idea i mean obviously yeah, we I mean, see what's ha- obviously we've seen what's happened with dr. Sno- dr snooze in regards to uh dr sue sorry in regards to uh his movie properties but uh, i mean like will the same thing happen with Roll doll i think gears down the line i have absolutely no idea
0: but uh... yeah yeah Yeah, so, yeah, that's it for The Witches, so uh, tune in next time as we're going to be talking about an anthology comedy movie that came out five years after The Witches, and it had people such as, um, you know, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez involved. We're going to be talking about Four Rooms.
1: Until then, goodbye for now.
0: Take care.